Hey everyone, this is the Love of Cinema podcast. We like to talk movies. If you like to talk movies too, you come to the right place. But Shri Devi totally emanates the thunder, and uh, it's uh, I I think it has to do much more than her double role. Why we know she was magic, you know, absolute magic. What was it about her, in your opinion, that made her such a such a unique, uh, widely loved uh, superstar? See, like Nasir says, acting is is a lot of it is hard work and carpentry and preparation and uh, you know delving into it. it. You have to prepare for it. She was preparing since the age of four, and she was doing film after film after film at that age. So can you imagine what and all in all languages? Plus she was sharp, she was intuitive, she was highly emotional, highly sensitive. I mean, if she was upset, she had to call ten people and talk to them about it. So she was very, very sensitive. So this combination was phenomenal. It's like Sachin Tendulkar, you know, at sixteen you are facing Vasim Akram and all that. So how prepared you are by the time you are twenty? So it was inborn talent and the amount of experience this woman had, you know. phenomenal Hey folks this is Himanshu and you're listening to the Love of Cinema podcast If I asked you to name some of your favorite comedies would Andaaz apna apna make your list would one of Priyadarshan's comedies make your list Our guest today met two of the most quirkiest craziest hindi comedies that have had an influence on andaaz apna apna as well as some of priyadarshan's comedies he also made shri devi's most popular film and an iconic television show that was pankaj kapoor's breakout vehicle an interesting filmmaker who has made some of my favorite films of the 80s also someone whose early films remain relatively underdiscovered and criminally underrated but before that If you're a first-time listener, do check out prior episodes of the podcast. You can find all episodes on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other pod apps. If you enjoy organic conversations centered on Indian cinema and streaming shows, Love of Cinema podcast was created for people just like you. So do consider subscribing. Also, please do rate and review the podcast in Apple Podcasts. as that will help others with similar taste discover this podcast so if you like the episode please rate and review us and help us spread the word that would be much appreciated back to today's episode our guest today is director pankaj parashar abaiga maza picha karo karamchan jalwa and chalbaz that's how pankaj parashar's 80s filmography reads nothing short of impressive Abagamaza is a crazy wacky comedy starring Farooq Sheikh and Anita Raz which has one of my favorite Farooq Sheikh scenes of all time. Picha karo Parashar's second film cranks up the crazy a wee bit more than Abagamaza and is a bonafide cult classic. It's a film that has noticeably influenced Andaaz Apna Apna especially the track between Amir Khan and his father played by Devan Verma. Crime Master Gogo 2 is direct homage to Picha karo Also the famous no touch action between Salman Khan and Shakti Kapoor again straight from Pichakaro 
It is also one of Anurag Kashyap's favorite comedies. Parashar also met Karamchand, the iconic television detective show, which broke new ground with its cinematography, with its long shots and scenes shot on a handheld camera. The 1987 cop drama Jalwa, starring Nasruddin Shah, is quite a trip with its stylistic flourishes, the Govan backdrop, and a banging soundtrack. It's a film which feels and plays very differently from most of the action films of the time. You know the famous scene from Rangila of Urmila dancing by the sea as a mesmerized Jackie Shroff looks on, straight from Jalwa. And of course, there is Chalbaz. Chalbaz, by Sridevi's own admission, was her favorite film. Sridevi was so good in that film that she totally overshadowed both of her male co-stars, Sunny Dill and Rajnikanth. And my friends, as you know, overshadowing Rajnikanth is not something which happens every day. While chatting about these films, Parashar shared a bag full of anecdotes about making these films. Anecdotes involving everyone from R.D. Burman and Nasruddin Shah to Kamal Hassan, Ravi Baswani, and Ram Gopal Verma. And some crazy stories like how what turned out to be Jalwa was originally supposed to be an adventure film based in a jungle with Hemant Birje and Kimi Katkar. We also talked about why Chalbaz and Jalwa have aged well, and much, much more. Here's our chat. Hey, Pankaj, how are you doing? Fine, fine, Himanshu. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much, Pankaj. I'm a big fan of your films, and uh, I really appreciate this opportunity to talk with you about those films. So let's get right to it. Um, you have been making films and documentaries for uh, four decades now. Uh, and uh, most of today's generation are aware of your work from Chalbaz onwards, but very few have watched um, the films you made before that film. And today I wanted to chat with you about those films and, of course, your show Karamchan, the first uh, detective show on Indian television. But let's start with your very first feature film, Ab Aiga Maza. Before we dive into it, I just wanted to set it up. Abayga Mazai, if you haven't seen, is essentially a crazy comedy that parodies everything from an ad agency to Godman to the classic Hindi film tropes of uh, a lost sibling and a hidden treasure. Now, my first question to you is, how did this movie come about and what did you set out to make uh, with this film? Uh, it's a long story, but uh, I don't know where... Okay, uh, I was trying to get into uh, making TV commercials, you know, with ad agencies. I used to go to the ad agencies and uh, try and pitch that I am from the Film Institute and, you know, I'm a, I'm a first class first student and I got a Filmfare Award for a film I did in the Film Institute which was quite an achievement, but uh, the ad agencies were not willing to listen. And uh, they said, okay, you make five ads and come back, make three ads. Now, how can we trust you? Film Institute, okay, but this is Bombay and all this. So uh, I did a documentary called Shakti, which is on a snake cult festival in Rajasthan. So uh, because I won a Filmfare Award for a documentary I did in the mental hospital <clears throat> in, in the Film Institute, the runner-up was Sham Benegal, by the way. It was a proud moment for me. And uh, he was quite happy to see me also get the award. So uh, I was approached to do a very difficult film, which was in like 47, 48 degrees centigrade in the month of August in the interiors in Rajasthan on a snake cult festival, which is 1,000 years old. 
uh, called Gogamedi. So I made the film and then that film also went for film fairs. It, it was runner-up and someone saw it. And uh, Aloknath, the actor Aloknath, we were, we were a group at Prithvi. You know, Prithvi Theatre was for the unemployed hangarounds, would-be strugglers those days. You know, all of us <laughs> right. would gather there. And uh, the Anupam Khes and the Shekhar Kapoor's and all of, even Javed Akhtar would drop in. Of course, he was a rock star. And uh, Nina Gupta, all of us were reasonably new and unemployed kind of. So Alok and me and Girja Shankar was another would-be actor. So all of us used to uh, meet every day at uh, Prithvi and kind of wait for the 10 o'clock because the food gets cheaper after 10 o'clock, you know, so our meal used to be cheaper. <laughs> And Alok was not getting work. He was kind of frustrated. So he said, okay, I saw your documentary and I'm very impressed. Let's make a movie. And uh, I'll go back home. His dad was a dentist. So he kind of blackmailed his dad to take three lakhs of his life savings and came back to Bombay. But three lakhs was not enough for us. So what we did was we opened shop at Prithvi and said, well, once a role, you put in 50,000, one lakh, two lakhs, and we give you a role. So Raja Bundela came in, uh, Ravi Baswani said that I will uh, give you, give all the food and catering I will provide, you give me a role. Girja Shankar put in another 3 lakhs and said, give me a good role. So that's how the movie was. And then uh, we approached Nadira Babar, who's, you know, all, this whole group was from Nadira's Ekjot group, theatre group. Right. Alok and Raja and Satish Kaushik. Satish Kaushik was assisting me. He was also uh, doing a small role in the film. So we approached Nadira and we said, look, you got to write the dialogue and uh, no money because we are shoestring budget. So uh, because this whole group of uh, Raja Bundela and Alok Nath and Girja and uh, Satish Kaushik, they were all in a theater group called Ekjut, which was ex, uh, uh, which was uh, Nadira's group, NSD boys these were. So we approached her to write, we said no money and uh, we moved into her husband's house because her husband was Raj Babar, the star, and he was working triple shifts those days, so he was never home. So that became our office. And we wrote there free food, snacks, everything we used to get. And every time he was coming back, we used to like get scared, collect our files and run off, you know. Of course, he encouraged us and said, young guy is making a movie. <laughs> and then we went to Delhi and we kind of uh, shot in places that were free and... Uh, there were parks we used to shoot in and the cops would come. We had to run off because we hadn't paid. It was crazy. You could make a movie about the shoot, you know, because it was totally bananas what was happening uh, behind the camera. But I think 29 days we finished the movie and we came back and then uh, we put it together. Of course, the, the Mahurat of the movie was another adventure because uh, my dad was with Navketan and he was very friendly with S.D. Barman and R.D. Barman and all that. So Pancham was like a home ground for us. So my dad introduced me to him and said, my son is doing a movie, so you got to give the music. So he said, yeah, sure. But my neighbors were Anand Milan, who was Chitragup, you know, the music director's son. Yes, we used yes. To play together and we, we I used to play the piano in their house. We used to play cricket together as kids. So as time passed during college, we used to get together and make songs. Then there was one uh, guy who turned up suddenly one day and said that I want to write lyrics. I'm from Banaras and he was Anjan's son. That happened to be Samir, who is now in the Guinness Book of Records as the maximum songs on earth he's written. Was this so, uh, Samir's first film as well? It was not Samir's first film. He had written, I think, one film earlier, but it was kind of unknown. Right, right. Because this was Anand Milan's debut. 
it was just first, first. So I told my dad, I'm not taking R.D. Burman because Anand Milan are my friends and I'm taking it. So my dad smiled. He said, that's a big thing, you know, <laughs> to, to tell R.D. Burman was right at the top. Those days, you know? And R.D. had said, I'm not going to charge a dime because Prashish, this is your son. You know, he, he's like, it's like family. Uh, by the way, when I was born, uh, my dad was sitting with S.D. Burman and the postcard came from Delhi those days that, you know, you have a son, child is a son. So he told S.D. Burman, so S.D. Burman said, Pancham ka bhai aaya, uska naam Pankaj rakho. So that's how his name Pankaj. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a great idea. And Milin, yeah, when Milin was born, Milin is actually a Maharashtra name. Milin was named by Lata Mangeshkar. So what we did as kids, you know, kids, matlab, Milin was what, 20 or 22, Anand was 24. We approached Lata Mangeshkar and said, we are making a movie and you have to sing the first song. So she said, okay. So Anand played the song to her. She came for the rehearsal. It was a real magic moment. Raja Tere Raste Se Hatyaungi, Gaadi Ke Nisi Ja Ke Katyaungi, which Samir wrote. And uh, at the Mahurat, we, we had... I think it was uh, the budget was 27,000. We had about 30,000. And Alok and Girja quite happy till someone told them that if you go into overtime, and uh, it was, I think, 10 to 1. After 1 is overtime, then you have to pay 50% more. And that was total panic because if Latam Mangeshka <laughs> took take two, you know, if she went into, and it was live those days, you know, 35, 40 musicians, Lata live, everything was live, one take. And she was sitting around chatting with Milan and Anand. And we were panicking because we had to tell her this thing, you know. And Alok uh, went out of the studio, Tarjay studio, and started doing a Shiv Mantra that, you know, <laughs> to finish. Because we were had it. Because if you go after one, it would be very embarrassing. And Lataji came on and bang on. First take, she sang perfect. All the musicians were perfect. And we had a sigh of relief. There's a photograph somewhere out there, all of us standing like little <laughs> teenage kids, scared. So that was the Mahurat of my career, you know, by Lata Mangeshkar. So I'm quite thankful to her. And uh, was uh, this always supposed to be a, like a parody, like a wide uh, spanning parody? or? Um, you know, my my anger in that movie is against, you know, when he says, ke, uh, Raja Bandala says that they work for an ad agency. So all the products I took were Linta's products, you know, Taj and uh, Liril and all that. <laughs> Because I, I was so uh, upset with them not giving me work. And what they used to do is any product you put Adrak in it, you put Nimbu in it, you put, you know, and you're, you're like selling uh, stuff. So in the movie, there is a whole sequence of he says, Kya ye dalenge. Bole, se kya lena Then there is a line also which Samir wrote, ke, Shahaja ka taj dekho, chai bana hai aaj dekho. <laughs> right, right. So that that was like a take off. Ad agencies mantra is uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was and the fun part was I went uh, and showed that song to Alec Padamsi and Lintas and he was very amused and then actually got a lot of ads from Lintas after that. <laughs> so finally it worked out for you. <laughs> it worked out very well, very well. And uh, <laughs> So that was and and it was a, like in Delhi it was a big hit. It went two show, two weeks all shows full at the big cinema. Did well. Uh, a lot of people called me. There was a review which said it's not a movie. It's an announcement of the uh, of a new talent. And Vikram Singh wrote that in in I think uh, daily newspaper. So it was pretty well received. And then I signed the next movie because of that.
Uh, Ravi Baswani as Siddhi in his cocaine t-shirt is <laughs> such a hoot. <laughs> and uh, you worked with him twice. Um, what uh, yeah. fond memories do you have of uh, Baswani? He was a part of the gang. He was part of the gang in Prithvi. And uh, he was also, I think, Ekjut's uh, actor. He used to act in uh, Nadiraji's plays. And uh, yeah, because he, he was there in that movie, so we took him again in Pichakaro. He was very wacky. With Satish Shah, they made quite a pair. Absolutely, absolutely. And we will talk about that when we talk about Pichakuro. But, um, you know, the, it's it's interesting how uh, uh, Ravi Baswani didn't do too many films, but the films which he did, and especially these three films, I think two films of yours, Abai um, Ramasa and Pichakuro and Janabi Doyaro. I mean, that itself kind of, you know, uh, seals his legacy in uh, my books. Yeah, you're the fun guy. What a great actor, yeah. I, I got to ask you about uh, the upside down uh, pyramid logo and the uh, Triskelion logo of Swamiji's ashram. Uh, was there any <laughs> hidden meaning behind that? Was there any method to that madness? No, no, it was just, just, just thought it up, you know. And okay. Pawan Malhotra, the actor, he was a part of, he was one of the costume assistants in that. Film. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, he also did a small role as Sadhguru. Yes, assistant. yes, he's Swamiji's sidekick, right? Yeah. You were in charge of the costume part, you I see. And I see that, uh, you know, one of the original, uh, the rainbow Apple logo was featured in Abha Agamaza. And those are the same colors. So I was thinking that maybe the pyramid colors were taken from that logo or something. And it's like an upside down uh, pyramid steps. So uh, no, that was no, always uh, amusing for me. Just a coincidence. Right. And one of Farooq Sheikh's uh, greatest scenes of all time uh, came in this movie. And it didn't involve another actor. It involved a table lamp, uh, <laughs> sound-activated lamp at that. <laughs> that scene, it's a slapstick scene. But with Farooq Sheikh, it's wildly hilarious. So was that an improvised bit? No, no, no. That is actually in Film Institute. I, I made a diploma film. The, for the final, you make a diploma film because called Sab Maya Hai, which actually was about a crooked sadhu because we were in Pune and, you know, uh, no, no reference to Osho, because I really like Osho. But right. there was a uh, sadhu, uh, he was manipulating people through music, and there is this madman, of course, my senior from FTI, Satisha, who is being experimented upon in a mental hospital through music, and he escapes from there. And he lands up in this house. So you can imagine what happens. It was a wacky movie. I mean, a Film Institute means RT movie, you know, money called Kumar Sani, all that, Shahid Mirza, all these guys. But uh, all my revered seniors and friends. But I made a totally nuthouse movie, and fortunately, it was kind of uh, appreciated at that time. So, in yes. that, he lands up, Satisha lands up in the house, and there's this lamp, and he coughs, and it comes on. So, that it was from there. So, I uh, actually asked Satish to do that, and then, of course, the Mridan starts, and he does a crazy dance along with the lamp. So, it was there in my diploma film, so I used it again in. in and I also like how Abhayaga Maza effortlessly takes uh, some of the classic Hindi film tropes, you know, like the lost sibling, a hidden treasure, uh, separated lovers, and it gives them uh, the film's signature zany treatment. So it uses those tropes, but it's done within the, you know, the mood of the film and within uh, the film's um, framework. 
Now, was that something that you were taking a dig at these uh, film tropes, or you wanted to do that for the commercial aspects of the film? I, it was a mixture of all these things, you know, because in your first movie, you you are reasonably innocent, and a lot of factors go into it, which uh, subconscious, you know, you don't plan it or you don't think. The main thing was that I wanted a good look, and I wanted Delhi winter, so I, I was having fun with that. And firstly, you're thankful you get a movie to shoot, you know, and you can finish it without uh, money running out because every day we had problems. So that every evening was a, not a creative discussion. The discussion was where to get money for, for tomorrow. So uh, in the middle of all that, you have to be creative. And it was very cold, really cold. And right, we used right. crazy things like the tripod went missing. So the whole night we shot without a tripod. That there's a song in the movie called Char Sa Chal is Old Ki Ladki. Yes, yes. Notice the camera doesn't move right, left, right, because there was no tripod. <laughs> it got lost. And we used to shoot for 40 hours, you know, 35, 40, 50 hours at a stretch. Crazy. It was crazy. But the, the energy is that high, you know, because you're young. It's your first movie and you're surrounded by all this young talent. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, uh, from uh, these are all wonderful um, anecdotes. And it's not just an indie film, but it's also, it sounds like it was crowdfunded by most of the actors and most of the crew. So that's a wonderful anecdote about the film. Uh, now, Pankaj, moving on, after uh, Abai Gamaza, you made Karamchand in 1985, uh, which is an iconic detective show, and Pankaj Kapoor's uh, Breakout Vehicle. Uh, can you tell us how that character of Karamchand was shaped and how you narrowed down on Pankaj Kapoor for that role? Actually, uh, it's, it's an interesting story. You know, Dharminda was my dad's friend, uh, very, very good friend from the very beginning. And he, Betab was being released. So he told my dad that your son is from FTI, so maybe he knows about this new thing called video, you know. So ask him to come over. Meanwhile, Said Mirza had asked me to shoot the titles of his Monjoshi Hazero. I'll spend 5,000 for that. And uh, I went to Dharminder's house, you know, uh, uh, like big star, big, big bungalow and all that. So he said, the fun part was that uh, when I told Dharminder ji, I said, sir, oh, I'm shooting these days for Said Mirza. So he said, hai Said Mirza, phone lagao. <laughs> so I said, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> He, I said, it's okay, you know, so he said, you know, my son is being introduced and he shoot the video, shoot the premiere and then shoot the party after that. And I will pay you and all that. I needed the money those days. So I took the job and I told him there is no video there. Where are the cameras? Where is the editing? You know, those days was there, there, there wasn't anything much in Bombay. So he said, no, my friend's son has got some equipment and he will come and he will. So Getty Galaxy was the premiere. And I, I covered the premiere and I interviewed uh, Rahul Ravel. Rahul remembers that. And guess who came with the camera, connected the wires and put it on the tripod and stood next to me? Mansoor. The director wow. Mansoor. Yeah, this is, <laughs> this is before he became a director. So he was like an attendant that day. You know, he was carrying it and connecting the wires and helping me record. So I shot that and then I shot the party at C-Rock and then I edited it. But it was very boring. So I asked uh, Dolly Thakur, who was giving, used to be a newscaster those days you know, in English on Doodarshan. And uh, she was uh, Alec Padamsi's friend or whatever, you know. And she went and told Alec. She said, I shot this thing and it was very interesting. And it, uh, the news is uh, fake news and how, the, how I described the movie and everything. So Alec got intrigued. Who is this guy doing video? So he called me. 
and he found it is me you know the one who done abaga maza so he said okay you shoot a program and we we had to shoot something called uh it it was like kon banega karodpati it was called mashhoor mahal it was the first uh, quiz program and the prize was not money which was not allowed but it was pressure cooker and all that toaster and everything so i was shooting it and i was getting bored so i told alec that i'm bored with this and i want to do a detective so funnily enough he said but detective concept is not very popular in india you know i i don't know people are going to accept it like we don't have a agatha christie we don't have perry mason we don't have sherlock holmes here so i said you know there was a program in 60s it was called inspector eagle very few people remember because obviously it was 67 i think 68 and the man who wrote it and produced it the radio program uh, used to come to our house on sundays and he was my dad's friend vishwamitra radhil his name was this was on and, air uh, this was on all india radio all india radio and monday 9 to 9:15 you would could hear the program all over because the whole country was listening to it you know they were glued in 15 minutes he would have a case he would have background music and the case would be solved he had a assistant called haldar nayak who was like a comedian and i told him i said uncle you know maza nahi aaya kyunki khuni to maine guess kar diya so he got <laughs> little angry he said itna dam hai to tu likhna tujhe paise dunga the paise dunga was very interesting so i wrote him eight or nine plots and i gave it to him and he actually recorded five of those my plots and i was paid for it i think 25 rupees a huge amount those days coca cola was costing 25 paisa and i told alec i said boss i have written inspector eagle when i was 13 and you can talk to vishwamitra adil and you would know him and it was very popular so he said you're right inspector eagle was was the most popular program so okay what do you have in mind i said i want to do a detective so he said okay shoot me a pilot i'll give you money for the pilot a real like scratch and i'll give you the camera lights and you can shoot in my house and uh lintas at the office and all that and then make it let me see what you have in mind what what you do and i took my friend aloknath as karamtan there was no kitty uh, the carrot was there and i went to anand milan and i said uska background karte hain thoda and there was this new boy who came from uh nepal i think and he used to hang around anand milan's house so we made him sing the signature tune of karamchand his name happens to be udit narayan and samir said i made lyrics mai likhunga so lyrics by samir they were no lyrics actually only karamchand one word was there so we recorded the track on on a on another track on an english uh, track because we didn't have the funds to do those thing and this karamchand tune that you hear we, we recorded on top of that and i shot it gave it to alec he saw it and he freaked I, I still remember him walking all over Lenta as with his thumb up, singing Karamchan, and he sent it to Delhi. Delhi sent a telegram back that uh, we highly appreciate and we wanted immediately. Then I sent Pichakaro, and I left Bombay, <laughs> went out to Hyderabad, <laughs> and uh, Alec kept sending telegram, phoning. I said, "Let me finish my movie, then I'll come back." You know, so that was how Karamchan was born. and uh, the crazy thing is that when when i came back alok and me had an argument and uh, he said you know durdarshan has accepted me and now what can you do you can't change me i said of course i can change you he said whom will you take i said anybody look at that we're sitting at prithvi at the corner table and talking i said anyone that guy has come from delhi and he seems to be good actor i think he's done a movie his name is pankaj kapoor mai usko le lunga so he said ja le le and uh, 
I went and sat at Pankaj Kapoor's table and I told him, okay, you know, we know each other and I'm from FTI, I've done this movie and there is this detective. Guess what he said? He says, I don't do television. Pankaj Kapoor, him, Pankaj Kapoor. So I went home and uh, Sudhir Mishra had written the dialogues for the pilot. He got paid 500 rupees for that. So next day I came, I told Sudhir, yaar, ye problem ho gaya. Isko to nikal diya log ko, ye Pankaj Kapoor so he said, I will tell you to explain to you, but you are favoring me. I said, what do you favor? He said, take my wife. I said, done. His wife was also a menace, you know, Shushmita Mukherjee. She was sitting there. So I said, Karan, I'll assistant. I'll take it. So he went and told Pankaj Kapoor. Pankaj Kapoor then agreed in half an hour. Then we shook hands. That's how he was cast. And how about the whole, uh, the mannerisms of, uh, you know, Karamchan and the whole carrot eating bit? What, what was, uh, how was that shaped? Was that something that was written by you, uh, Sudhir Mishra, or uh, what uh, was that uh, Pankaj Kapoor's improvisation? No, uh, carrot was my idea. And Sudhir was then not part of it after the pilot. And when I came back after shooting Pichakaro, uh, we got into this. So I, I went to... Uh, uh, Alec has said, look, I'm not taking a look, I'm taking Pankaj Kapoor. So he said, wonderful, Pankaj Kapoor is also a good actor. And uh, bring him over. So we took a train, we used to take a train from Santa Cruz to Churchgate and then walk to Lintas. This is after two movies, huh? believe it or not. Uh, you know how much I got paid for Pichakaro? You'll never believe it. How much? 5,000 rupees. But at that time, that was a, a significant amount, right? That was not significant for a movie. And for Abhayaga Maza, I got paid 12,500. Alok still owes me 12,500. So you I didn't hope. really get paid 12,500. Yeah, I didn't get. But that's okay. You do a movie. So I, Pankaj Kapoor and me, and Deepak Kastar, who played uh, Inspector Khan, three of us would land up at Lintas. And then the fun part was that Alec gave us a room because he loved the pilot and he realized that he would do something and we got a video camera and we used to do improvisations all day, you know, because we free snacks, Coca-Cola, coffee free. So we used to write uh, little situations and then, you know, the chessboard came in and we would keep improvising. Usme character bana those three, four, five days, you know, and uh, of course, Pankaj Kapoor, hugely talented as, as, as we know now, at that time I didn't know. And the more we shot, the more, and we used to watch it again, you know. And then Alec would come in and give us suggestions and him having his whole theater experience and he would, you know, add his things. So that is how it, it was made. Before we went on the floor, we did a lot of homework. The characters built slowly. But the funny part was when we shot the first episode, it was absolutely serious, you know. Then the wackiness started coming because Pankaj and we couldn't keep away from the comedy, you know. So we kept making it slightly funny, wacky. And... On the first day of the shoot, a cameraman, Sunil Sharma, look, looked at the camera and it was a low-band camera. He was used to 35mm Aeroflex and Mitchell and all those heavy cameras. This is a little tiny low-band camera which you could lift with one finger. And he smiled and he said, <laughs> this, we can do a lot of handheld with this. And that is how we started moving the camera. And another thing about Karamchand, which stands out, is that uh, it has these long shots, which were fairly uncommon for television at that time. So it's more like a cinematic approach. Uh, what was the idea behind that? It was it was uh, basically everything I'd seen in in the Film Institute over the three and a half four years I spent there. 
all the international cinema and everything you know like uh, uh, yansko yansko used to have one shot in one reel so the whole reel was one shot so the whole movie was like 11 shots or 12 shots so all that we had seen went into this karamchand because of all the uh, excitement and all the passion i had everything i was given a free uh, uh, hand by uh, alec it was a new kind of a format where there's murder and there's wackiness and there's comedy also and then and all the editing that i'd learned from proofo and ray you know in fti you, if you want to see a film you can take it on the screen back those days there was no video and you can watch it all day there there is no restriction you can and there are about 10000 films in the archives over there so if you see a film in the screening in the evening with all the students and you like it you can apply to the editing department say i want to see the film tomorrow on the screen back and you can study the how it is edited and what the cuts are now of course everything is there at your beckham call you can see it on youtube so all that study that i did and all that uh, knowledge everything i put into karamchand in fact uh, mr bachchan had once remarked you know that the editing is really good and he looked up my editor and then my editor did the documentary for him but the reaction i got from the industry was phenomenal the calls i used to get you know kamlasan called me one day that is kamal i want to meet you i want to have dinner with you a big fan of karamchand kishor kumar called me from his house Manoj Kumar called me and asked me, "How did you take that shot?" I mean, it's endless—the kind of reaction I had from the industry. So it was, it was fun, and I was, you know, we used to drive down Linking Road when it was on, and we could hear the music on both sides. Oh wow! What what a feeling that would be. Yeah. It was yes, crazy. it's a truly pioneering show, no doubt. Yeah, and I had a good budget. the first time i had i had a good budget i mean it was <laughs> for now it's nothing but that time i had a good budget and the fun part was that at the uh, 10th episode i had signed three movies and i chose one movie out of that which was jalwa and then i said after 26 i'm not doing you know it was funny because everybody wanted extension the dying for extension i said no i don't want to do it now no movie so believe it or not i went off to shoot jalwa the last day of karamchand was the first day of jalwa evening 6 o'clock uh 26 episode finished and then at 7 o'clock jalwa shooting started same studio it was a night shoot and when i shot jalwa i came back and doordarshan started getting 30 40000 letters per day from children from all over india they had a like a, a sack full of letters is to get to say we want karamchand back so doordarshan called me and uh, mr shiv sharma i think was the dg and he said uh, do 13 more please so can you imagine they requested me so i did 13 more <laughs> then uh, in 1986 uh, you met pichakuru where parody and absurdity kind of collide to create a brilliant farce and that is outrageously enjoyable and perhaps a little ahead of its time Pichakaro has influenced everything from Andaz Apna Apna to the crazy comedies of Priyadarshan. Do you agree that it was perhaps a little ahead of its time? I don't know. It has its own uh, fan following. I still meet people who say, "Uh, love the film." Oh, absolutely! It, it has a cult following, no doubt. I mean, I love that movie, and that that uh, big among my friends. And uh, but it it still feels like uh, I mean, at the time of its release, did it do well at the box office? It did well in Bombay. strangely you know okay. uh, it was released without uh, any fanfare 
uh, you know, suddenly released. It did, did very well in Bombay. A lot of cinemas around uh, Khar, Bandra, Santa Cruz, really well here. But then I get strange uh, uh, reactions from people, you know, suddenly like uh, Anurag Kashyap says, one of my favorite comedies. I loved it. And when they meet me, they tell me, one night the whole of Phantom called me from Goa and <laughs> said, we want to do Pichha Karo. I don't know. They must be partying after a movie. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a terrific movie, and the scenes between Ravi Baswani and Satish Shah are some of the craziest in the history of Hindi film, if, in my opinion. Insanely funny. And they met for such a terrific comedic duo. See, what happened was that I fortunately came across a writer called Rajesh Majumdar. And yes, yes. Him and, him and me thought the same. We, we had the same wacky comedy, you know. Totally nutty. Yes, yes. Mujumdar, he wrote a couple of films for Dada Kone Kiyari, I know. So I, no, I no, 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 no. He's not couple. He, I think, is the most successful director in Bollywood. He's, he's unknown. I mean, he, he did 13 Golden Jubilees in a row for Dada Kone Okay, okay. Because uh, I, I was looking up his credits in IMDb and it only um, um, listed two. So No, no, no. He was Dada Kone right hand. And he never okay. left his job. He was with Air India right through even when he wrote for me. And him and me thought the same. We had the same mad sense of humor. And the producer fortunately uh, <laughs> agreed with us. Otherwise, uh, you know, no producer would have backed, uh, uh, backed such a wacky movie. So we wrote it uh, in different uh, restaurants, you know, Irani restaurant and things. Like that. We used to sit and write the situation. And uh, when I went to narrate it to Amjad Khan, he said, uh, you're totally mad, but I'm doing the film. So you became part of the team. And those scenes between Satisha and Ravi Baswani, uh, they're just, uh, like I said, insanely funny, like crazy uh, lunatic scenes. Uh, well, what do you remember about shooting those scenes? Uh, can you um, share any anecdotes uh, about those? We used to, uh, we see, there was a hotel called Rock Castle in uh, Hyderabad. It's a very famous hotel. It's made in, inside a rock. And a lot of film people stay there. The middle range budget film. So the whole movie was shot there. 80% was shot in there or, or around there. So we used to improvise in the evening and go through the scenes. And uh, I think Satisha sensed because I'd already done, you know, we were together in FTI when I was in first year, even second year. So I spent a year watching him do his improvisations and all that. So I was comfortable with him and I know, knew how nutty he was, you know. he was He's a total nutcase in real life. He's so funny. So uh, we were free to improvise and do things and come up with new things. And Ravi was a total opposite of Satish. You know, Satish had this uh, Mumbai uh, uh, pedestrian kind of humor, you know. And Ravi was slightly British, that kind of humor. So they're both opposite of each other. And they were constantly trying to outdo each other. So I suppose mostly improvised. I see. I see. But uh, that came off um, so well. And like I said, I think those are one of the funniest scenes in um, Hindi film. I mean, I, I've seen those scenes so many times. And the thing about these movies are that now you have, uh, uh, there is a decent print of Pichakaro. But up until a few years ago, it was very hard to access good prints of these uh, films. Uh, even today, the Abaiga Maza DVD that I have is uh, not exactly a great print, but uh, it's at least better than what you can find online. Yeah, uh, also there is a scene in uh, Pichakaro which was uh, really improvised by two great artists, Amjad and Farooq Sheku are no more with us. 
was the drunk scene where he has a wig and he has drinks and he comes in and he, that was done in one shot where he tells wow. Amjad the yeah the yes, whole scene yes. is basically yeah. you know i said three and a half four minutes in one shot it is it's a, it's one of the classic drunken scenes it's partially unknown because a lot of people haven't seen the movie and don't know that scene but if you see it what these two have done you know we had to stop ourselves from laughing because we cracked up and yeah. half half of that not written they just improvised it and both yes. being like uh, Xavier's theater experience people you know they went to town on that so i was very happy with that scene <laughs> yeah, the great thing about this movie is that almost everybody has uh, brought their A game. I mean, from Amjad Khan and Farooq Sheikh to um, uh, Rajendranath, and everybody is so good in this film that it's it's just a crazy, crazy uh, little comedy that I wish uh, more people would discover. Now they now will that after. Brings us... Sorry, mm -hmm. go ahead. Yeah, tell me. I said now they will after you spoke well about. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of uh, I'm. I mean, seriously, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with you because, uh, see, I've grown up in uh, 90s and, um, you know, uh, so I'm uh, fairly familiar with uh, these movies. But some of the kids today, I mean, they, I, I think they will dig this kind of comedy, but they're not, they're simply not aware that uh, there are movies like these uh, in Hindi. And that's one of my, the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast with you so that, you know, in my little own way, uh, I will uh, maybe help at least somebody discover these uh, good films, you know. But uh, getting back to our chat here, uh, that brings us to your next film, Jalwa, uh, which is another film that I like a lot. And of course, Jalwa is a big hit. Everybody knows about uh, Jalwa, mostly uh, even the millennials today have uh, most probably seen Jalwa. But you did something very interesting with Jalwa, where the underlying premise is very similar to Beverly Hills Cop. But you told that story in a rather unique way for an 80s mainstream Hindi film in a highly stylized fashion, employing a very tropical sound for the soundtrack and fully embedding the Govan backdrop. Chalwa is a film that feels and plays very differently than most of the 80s Hindi cop dramas. Was that deliberate or did it just pan that way? Uh, I just did what I felt like doing. There was no planning. I see. And uh, every film has its own horoscope and its own Janampatri. And you'll never believe what, what what movie I signed and what I made. Because uh, Gul Anand had made, he was a producer of Jalwa, he had made Chashma Baddur with Sai Pranjpe. When Gul Anand called me, he says that, he said that I want to make a jungle movie. And uh, I want to take Heman Birje and Kimi Katkar. Tarzan had just become a big hit. So I said, okay, let's let's write a story. The plane crashes and uh, Hema, they meet Tarzan in the jungle. He's not Tarzan, but he's like a wild man. And then there are uh, four or five girls and how he rescues them, all kind of that. So I was not very happy with the story, but he said, okay, we'll develop it. And I liked your style because he's the first one who uh, was very excited because he was discussing Karamchand in detail. It seemed he used to record it and used to analyze it and all that. And I said, okay. And then there was a, a, a friend of mine and uh, I had gone to return a book to a house because she said, I want the book urgently. And so I said, I'm going to come right now and give it back. And there was some kind of a, I went to a house and there was a party going on, which is in Khar near my house, you know, two roads away. There's Parmeshwar Godrej and a lot of people in the party and sitting next to the wall on the terrace on the ground with a long beard and white kurta pajama with a steel glass in his hand drinking rum was Mr. Nasiruddin Shah. And because we knew each other from FTI and he had seen my documentary and uh, kind of appreciated what I was doing. 
So he said, come here. What are you doing? So I said, I'm doing a movie. And I'm doing something like Tarzan. So he said, okay, who's in it? I said, it's action movies and I need like a guy with a good body. So I've taken him and Dilja. So he says, take me. So I smiled. He had just done power. He was, I think, 68 kilos that time. He was thin underweight. So I laughed at him. I said, I need someone with a body. You know, I'm, I'm doing this uh, action movie. And I went away. He called me the next day and he said, I've joined C-Rock. I'm going to do bodybuilding and I want to do that role. I said, don't know the script also. He said, you will make good, you will make Karamchand. Bana hai. So I went to Gulanand and I told him, Nasiruddin Shah has got these uh, zany ideas. He wants to build his body and do an action movie. Gulanand jumped up. He says, the actual line was, Nasiruddin Shah can play Mickey Mouse. So let's take him. So we, <laughs> we called Nasir, we met him. And we said, yeah, okay, let's do it. That's how he was cast. There was no story that time. Wow, then, what a story. Yeah, then we uh, decided to get new writers. So we are sitting in his office. So Gul was like a methodical taskmaster. So he called 15, 20 writers and all of them were given <clears throat> 10 minutes to write a scene. I said, Rajesh Mazumdar is part of the movie. I don't care. Whoever you take, but he has to be in the film. They said, done. So this guy comes with, uh, a writer comes with orange clothes and Rajesh beads and all that. And he writes a scene and he narrates to us. I freaked out. I said, this is damn good writing. Here. Who's this guy? He said, he's actually the creative head of Rediffusion. His name is Kamlesh Pandey. So I said, done. Let's take him. So that was Kamlesh's big break. I think he'd written one movie for Amol Palekar. So Gul, me, Rajesh and Kamlesh Pandey took off to Goa. And we hired a jeep. And we drove up and down writing the story of Jalwa. That is how it happened. If Nasir was not at the part, if I had not got like an angry call to return my book now, I would not have gone there. I would have taken him and Birja and Kimi Katkar. We met Kimi also. We met them. Jalwa would not have been there if not for that. Can you imagine? I mean, it's, it's just pure chance. By the way, I would have watched uh, that film too because I loved uh, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how the other film would have shaped it. It would have been good also. Like a... <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, I always wanted to ask you this. Um, in Jalwa, when uh, Nasruddin Shah arrives in Goa and mm. he's walking, um, you know, he's just walking around the city and he runs into two drunkards who he asks for some direction. One of them is one you, of, right? One of them me. The other is Sunil Sharma, the cameraman. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. Before I, see. I forget, Kamlesh Pandey was unknown, you know. So when the movie released, uh, we had a film institute premiere, uh, Metro Cinema. So the whole industry was there from Rajesh Kanna to Subhash Rai. Literally the whole industry was there, Metro. And Subhash Rai was sitting next to me. And a few scenes into the movie, you know, he was listening to the dialogues. Uh, there was one scene about Tumari uh, Maa, uh, President Shah Award led to Tumari Mahotke Baad and Nasir tells him, Meto tum apni maa se poochna jo shayad tumare baap ka naam nahi jaanti. So the moment that dialogue was over, Subhash Bhai looks at me and says, Dialogue writer kaun hai? I said, Kamlesh Pandey. Ab mera ho gaya. <laughs> so that was, Kamlesh then wrote a lot of films for Subhash Bhai. Of course, he went on to write 150 movies, won a lot of awards, everything. But that was like his first uh, splash, you know, Kamlesh's.
Right, right. And again, this is a film that has had a wide influence on several films since then. Uh, Rangila is one that comes to mind because uh, Jojo Dancing <laughs> by the Sea at Ford yeah, and Wada yeah. in Goa must yeah. have been a reference for Ram Gopal Verma. I mean, I don't know if he, no, it was, if it you was, guys have spoken yeah. or... No, no, he spoke to me about it. It totally was. He was totally right, exact. Right. And by um, the way, some of the... Yeah. By the way, that uh, Dekho Dekho Ya Jalwa was not in the film. It was not recorded. Really? No, when we went off to shoot, there was there was there was going to be uh, some dummy tune or something which we thought we'll do later and all that. And one night, uh, Nasir and me were driving from uh, Sidade. We were driving back to Bamboo Motel to drop me, and we drove past Siolim, um, where Remo used to stay, and the lights are on. And Nasir said it's two in the night. You know, it's got light on here. Remo, let's go say hello. So I said, no, no, tomorrow morning shift. All that. He said, chalna. Fanny, fanny, pitens ke apne jaate. So we went and Remo was composing something. So I told Remo just compose a line that come and watch the movie. Dekho, dekho, ye hai jalwa. You know, maybe we'll make a promo later when the movie is coming out. So Remo said, okay. So he programmed that on Tascam. It was a four-track little cassette thing. You know, he. Programmed that beat and he sang that. The moment he sang it, you know, my wrong tech I said, Oh, what is this? Remo, you record one minute of this, please. So, we record it. We record it. And, you know, we had a, a, like a big bus in which the unit would go. Johnny Lever and everybody used to sit in that bus and go. So, I played it on the speakers. The whole bus started like jumping up and down. And I knew I had something extraordinary. So I called up Golanand. I said, I have got a song and I'm doing Archana's introduction on this song. So he says, but I, I said, I'm doing it tomorrow. So he said, tomorrow there's no choreographer. I said, I don't need a choreographer. I'm going to shoot it. So he called up Remo and I said, he said, record this final. What was crash So Remo was paid a princely sum of 5,000 for that. He took a month to do it. But the introduction of Archana is on this scratch. Which, which is not the actual thing that is playing. The tempo was the same, so we shot it. So next day we went and shot this whole thing. And believe it or not, holy day, you know, we're going to Juhu, every car was playing this song. Now, who knows that it's a remix, but it was just chance. Like I say, every film has its own horoscope. Yeah. Yeah, like they say, I mean, uh, most classics are... Um... Happy accidents. Johnny Lever's ka role itna nahi tha film mein. You know what he would do? He would stand in the bus and perform. Supposing we, our location is one hour away and the cameraman, the recorders, actors, everybody is in the bus. He would go to the front of the bus and he would perform. And I was in splits. He was not known. This Johnny Lever's actually first uh, proper movie. He had done one scene before this in Love 86. He was not known. We didn't know he was such a phenomenal talent. When he performed, he did this Ashok Kumar thing. I said, picture So we put it in the film. That scene on the TV which he does, that was put there on location. Interesting. And some of the character uh, names in this film, um, Mohan Zoshi, Albert Pinto, <laughs> names from uh, Sayyid Akhtar Mirza's films. Curious to know what was that all about? Was that your um, small uh, homage to <laughs> Sayyid Mirza or is there some story behind this? No, uh, Sayyid was in third year when I was in first year. 
and said uh, was was rt and he was leftist and all that you know the the and we used to have a lot of discussions on everything you know in the evenings in the wisdom tree you know what the wisdom tree is it's like a central spot in the film institute where yes people, yes yes yes, yes. I, i in so, fact i actually grew up uh, a couple of blocks uh, from the film institute oh wow where law college road so i grew up on uh, prabhat road prabhat road okay yeah that's home ground for so one got see i was from bombay and my neighbors were all filmmakers commercial filmmakers the ramesh sippy and manoj kumar and devendra goel and all that so i i didn't have a clue when i when i was 19 i told my dad that i want to assist vijayanand because he's my favorite director so he took me to vijayanand and vijayanand said you can join because i got my break because of your dad when vijayanand was 21 my dad told devanand take him because i've heard the script so that's how vijayanand got his first script his first film not again because of my dad so he says uh, you're like family you join but if you if you assist me you're going to learn from one person if you join the film institute you're going to learn from a lot of people lot of minds and lot of films that you'll see there you'll be exposed to cinema so i said i don't want to do that kind of films you know dirty types and all that film institute was famous that, that day that, that time for art movies so he said okay son you first get in you get in and then you spend a month there and then tell me if you don't get in fine i'm here so my dad said yeah i agree with him so i went to the institute and i got in and after two weeks by the first two weeks i blew my mind i said this is it's another world the kind of films you are watching and you know day after day two films three films per day of course the food was bad and the ragging was there and all that was there which which comes it's, it's like a package you know but the movies i saw and uh, i came back to bombay i met mr vijayanand i said i want to touch your feet because you done something fantastic ye to kamal ki jagah so my whole exposure was also the minds that i met there you know the ketan mehta the vinod chopra the kundan shah they were all my seniors so we were in the mess with them we were in the uh, canteen with them we were in the main screening with them in the discussion with them so that was like a great growing experience and said was one of the people who really encouraged me he says you are mad you are totally different from everybody else everybody is making us we had a sad situation to make i made that into comedy he says you look at the world totally from the opposite point of view and uh, then i shot a song picturization which he really liked so it was like a homage yeah yeah so like a respect to him you know mon joshi i don't i don't think he found it funny but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there is that Nasruddin Shah dialogue for uh, with Satish Kaushik too, right? That uh, they will make a movie on you, you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mohan Joshi also. Also, Pankaj, interesting to observe some quirky, uh, recurring motifs in your films. Uh, you know, for example, the lizards, uh, the shots of lizards. Uh, I remember there is a shot in Abayga Maza on the window pane we see. <laughs> <laughs> lizard then in jalwa in the cemetery there is a lizard uh, that was just that's just a clue yeah the early oh, morning okay. cemetery i saw it there so i shot it you know it was just it was just kind of eerie so i put it there right and stardust magazine makes uh, uh, an appearance too in your films uh <laughs> chokidar at the swami's ashram is reading uh, stardust so this yeah, yeah. yeah, was reading stardust in jalwa yeah it was it was a popular magazine those days राइट राइट एंड दैट वाज कमलेश पांडे 
And then there is Javed Khan as a taxi driver in at least two movies that I can recall. Yeah, yeah. he was in Picha Karo, so he was kind of typecast in that. Was Basu Chatterjee is uh, nice of him to play play that role, you know? Yes, because yes. Rajni, yeah, it was it was in real life that Rajni he had made against taxi drivers. They were very upset with him. So we thought we'll have some comedy with that. Finally, uh, we got to talk about uh, Shri Devi and Chalbaz. Uh, we lost Shri Devi a couple of years ago, uh, the biggest of female superstars. Um, yeah. I would say Chalbaz is her best movie, uh, in my opinion, at least. Uh, I think Shri Devi, Shri Devi agreed with you because in her uh, biography, she's uh, said she mentioned that. Okay. In, yeah, yeah, she said that's a best. Best film. She had in an interview in I think to Showtime. Right. Uh, privately, of course, she would tell me that it's the best. And he used to say, "Call her up, mat karna." Like, but you have said. I mean, that was a real compliment because I think she had done 280 films by then by the time she. Yes, and uh, it's a movie in which she unarguably, you know, overshadowed two of the biggest stars of the time, uh, Sunny Deol and Rajnikanth. Uh, how did she manage to do that? They didn't have much choice because she had a double role, <laughs> right? But um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's 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 impossible to overshadow Rajnikanth in the first place, and Sunny Deol is also you know who was a, a big star at that time. But Sri Devi totally I mean steals the thunder, and um, it's. Uh, I I think it has to do much more than her double role. Why well, we know she was magic, you know, absolute magic. What was it about her, in your opinion, that made her such a such a unique, uh, widely loved uh, superstar? See, like Nasir says, acting is is a lot of it is hard work and carpentry and preparation and uh, you know delving into it. it. You have to prepare for it. She was preparing since the age of four, and she was doing film after film after film at that age. So, can you imagine what and all in all languages? Plus, she was sharp. She was intuitive. She was highly emotional, highly sensitive. I mean, if she was upset, she had to call ten people and talk to them about it. So she was very, very sensitive. So this combination was phenomenal. It's like Sachin Tendulkar, you know, at sixteen you are facing Vasim Akram and all that. So how prepared you are by the time you are twenty. So it was inborn talent and the amount of experience this woman had, you know, phenomenal. And modest and about you, it, you know. Right. And what do you think is about Chalbaz that uh, you know, like very few films, it seems to connect across generations. And even today, people are, you know, most people, like I said, uh, of at least today's generation, will know you by Chalbaz. There, are, I think there are a lot of moments, you know. And again, I'll I'll go back to what I keep saying that every film has its own horoscope. Uh, the thing is when when. Uh, Jalwa's prints were coming out, you know, in Prasad Studios, and I was watching it just to check the prints. I used to go there sometimes, and uh, there was a man sitting in front. And when the movie got over, he got up, old man, and he looked at me. I realized this is L. V. Prasad, and he he had a stick in his hand. And L. V. Prasad, you know, he's like a great filmmaker down south. So I bent down and touched his feet and all that, and he smiled and he said that nice movie, nice movie. So he called up Purna Chandra Rao, and he told him that you know you keep making movies in South, and you keep making same thing. Sign this guy. This guy is different. So that call had gone to Purna Chandra Rao, and then Purna Chandra Rao knew my dad, so he came to Bombay and he said, "I want to meet your son." So I went to meet him, and my dad said one thing. He says he's he's a Amitabh Bachchan producer. He's number one at the moment. 
when you walk out of the house you sign a movie no matter what it is don't do don't <laughs> don't try and show your film institute this that so purnachandra told me you have anything in mind any script so i said can you get me sri devi so he said yeah puppy like home his actual line was puppy like puppy is a pet name and he had worked with her earlier i suppose new version so i said sir let's do sita geeta that was it he said okay and we discussed my price and we shook hands and i walked out i said what has just happened i signed a movie with purnachandra with sri devi in it <laughs> wow yeah came and i sat in my car and i i kind of breathed and then i came home and told my dad because my dad called him then he my dad told me yeah yeah he's confirmed it he's doing it next day purnachandra called me and said i've got her dates she didn't know what movie didn't know anything about me and he called her she was in america some place she gave the rough date from june then kamlesh me and rajesh malhotra went off to his guest house in chennai to write 10 days flat we wrote the film and the fun part is that uh, kamlasan was uh, i was quite friendly with him those days so i used to call him in chennai in the night and i used to tell him this is these are the scenes he said boss don't change the bible you are, i can see what you're doing you are trying to mess it up don't change the bible which is good advice this is it has got a backbone and it has got a particular graph don't mess with that uske upar tum dalo jo dalna so that was pretty good advice then so of course build on what was already there in sita and geeta yeah he says you 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 will have your own stamp on it you will have your own style you are very different from ramesh sethi she there is very different from hema malini and you have rajnikanth and sunny they also it will be different so you don't worry don't worry about people saying are sita geeta bana raha people are doing shakespeare's plays 100 times nobody complains ke shakespeare ko copy kar raha hai tum shakespeare kar rahe ho to karo na usko change kyun karte ho so then i came and i was there were no dialogues and suddenly purnachandra calls me and says madam wants to meet you so i went to the studio and she was doing some movie with she was wearing feathers and she had blue contacts and she was looking like something out of some fairy tale and she comes and sits opposite me and she smiles and she says yes tell me so i, I didn't have the story ready we had a brief screenplay so i narrated to her the story of sita geeta and at the end of it she smiled at purnachandra and told him something in telugu and he said okay madam is okay later on i told her i said mere paas kahani nahi thi she saying i knew i knew you you were rattling of sita geeta to me i knew what you were doing but then she had seen jalwa so she said okay let's go let's do it but chalbaz one thing uh, uh, which i'm pretty proud of is that again i go back to the film institute is that there is a particular uh, mathematics to lenses and angles when you're shooting you know chalbaz if you see today it looks like today's movie when after she died they had a screening uh, pre screening and pvr so invited a lot of people they all remarked the same thing aaj ki bitch lagti because if you follow those that that mathematics of the lenses which is basically ray you know and the cutting angles your movie will remain fresh because your cinema is uh like like uh, of a different kind you know don't zoom in zoom out and all kind of things so if you see chalba even jalwa you see it looks like uh, today's movie you know that's in the cinema that is the film institute training the hours and hours of that 
Right. If I say so myself, modestly. No, no, no. I mean, Jalwa especially. I mean, I I haven't seen Chalwas now in many years. But uh, Jalwa, I just watched recently for our discussion today, and I watched other three films as well. Jalwa definitely seems fresh even today, and I, I think it, it it definitely has to do with the way that uh, you were just saying the way you have shot it. But at least uh, my uh, uh, opinion is that it also looks uh, fresh because it's very different. It stands out from. the other cop dramas like i said of the, that time you know there were some other very entertaining films cop dramas then like yudhar you know some other films uh, by the way uh, chalbaz had paresh rawal in it as a villain he was signed in place of anupam khair there was no anupam khair it was paresh rawal i like paresh i wanted to take him and we actually discussed uh, things the, the chabuk and all that with him right. and then what happened was you know when i was in institute in, in third year the nsd class was sent and those, those because we didn't have actors in institute so we asked the ministry to send nsd actors so there was satish kaushik and uh, uh, anupam kher and a lot of people were in that class who were, who used to run after us to put us in the screen make us in front of the camera oh camera ke samne aaye nahi the kabhi so Anupam was my friend from those days. Satish Kaushik first time he appeared in front of a camera was in my song picture that time. So when we came to Bombay, Anupam went through a lot of hell, and you know he had he had no money and uh, he was going through a divorce and all kind of thing. And he was sitting at Prithvi and he was saying, "I'm leaving Bombay. I'm going. I have two acting students. I have to teach them. Oh, we chalega. There was no money. My hair is falling out. People are looking at me. And he was going back to Simla, and I read his hand. Both of us unemployed, sitting there, and believe it or not, something hit me when I I can't read hands. I just pulling around, and something hit me, and I saw his whole future. And I mm. took out eleven rupees, and I gave him. I said, Anupam, here you are a big star. I'm seeing you with Amitabh Bachchan. Forget it. You are in Hollywood. You Mercedes. You to बहुत बड़ा बंदा है. I'm giving you eleven rupees. अपने पूजा वाली जगह पर रख को पूजा करो. तू sign कर लेगा picture. So he smiled, and he, I said, "This is my rickshaw money. I'm going to go by bus home today. I'm giving you eleven rupees signing." And he signed Sarang after that. And the rest is history. He said, even when he does his play, which we also have time, when I'm in the audience, he narrates this incident. That was the first to sign him as well, teacher and all that. So what happened in Chalbaz was that after it was kind of announced, and everybody knew I'm going with Sri Devi, Anupam landed at Purna Chandra's house. And he told Purnachandar, "I am not eating, I am not drinking, I am not moving from here. You throw out Paresh Rawal and take me in your movie." So Purnachandar calls me and says, "This boy is sitting here and he is doing this because he had done the movie with the Amitabh no? Purnachandar before this Akhi Rasta. I don't remember which one." So I said, "Sir, he is very obstinate. He will do this movie, but I am not going to talk to Paresh Rawal. You tell him this news that you are not doing Anubhav movie. So he said, "I will handle it." So Purnachandra spoke to Paresh Rawal. I don't know what he told him, and Anupam was in Chalva. That's how it happened. Nice story. <laughs> like I said, Janam Putri and Rohinya Tangare was. I had done an episode in Karam Chand, so she called me and she said, "I'm part of your movie." I said, "Aaja bhai." So that's how she came in. Oh, you and you had worked with her in Jalwa too, right? Yeah, she was in Jalwa too. She said, "I'm your lucky mascot. Don't do a movie without me." So I took her. And I'm so glad because they were too wacky as hell. In that case, both of them put a lot of color into it. You know, yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So nice. I, I enjoyed talking. I enjoyed reliving the memories. And uh, like they say, a picture of me, Baki, my friend.
Yes, yes. So I was going to ask you, like, what's on the card? So when are you making a film again? You'll see now. Now you'll see the announcement. So thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Pankaj. Thank you. Those were some crazy anecdotes. Hope you enjoyed the chat and those anecdotes. Like I said before, Pankaj Parashar's early films remain relatively underdiscovered and criminally underrated. This was a small attempt, in my little way, to change that. So if you haven't watched some of the films we spoke about, I hope I was able to convince you to give them a shot. I would like to thank Avnish Parashar, Pankaj's nephew, who helped me reach out to Pankaj. I met Avnish on Twitter. For all of Twitter's noise and toxicity, it's still a cool place to connect with people who share your taste in cinema and meet new people. If you liked the episode, do spread the word. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, do drop us a review when you get a chance. You can follow me on Twitter at loveofcinemasf8 for podcast-related updates and my tweets on all things movies. That's the episode. This is Himanshu signing off. And like always, thank you for listening to the Love of Cinema podcast.